Greetings, readers. This is the Recap Book Chat. We are thrilled that you're with us because reading illuminates your life like a star. As J.R.R. Tolkien said, little by little, one travels far. And uh, welcome to the Recap Book Chat. Thank you so much for being with us today. We are going to complete, this is the part two of Think, Learn, and Succeed by Dr. Caroline Leaf. Um, she is the best-selling author of the another book called Switch on Your Brain, which is also really, really good. Um, but this is our part two of recapping uh, the Think, Learn, and Succeed. So, Mom, how did the Think, Learn, Succeed hit you? Well, What are uh, some of your I, takeaways? Today, we're going to hit on the mindsets that she goes okay. over at the first part of the book. Uh, because last time, I skipped to the end of the book kind of going over those, um, the five steps in learning and uh, digesting information. Because You're I kind thought, of a rebel, aren't you? <laughs> well, I mean, I really think you need that to digest all the mindsets. Yeah. See? No, I get so, you. So, yeah, yeah, I am a little bit of a rebel, too. Yeah. Though, but hey, that's anyway. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, she, and, and when I'm reading the mindsets, I'm talking to Dr. Leaf, and I'm saying, really? You have these out of order. <laughs> and I really, I kind of think she, because it didn't, it takes until I think page 106, maybe she talks about how unique we are. Well, that and how I have it marked in my book here. It says each of us has our own unique flavor, our own unique way of thinking, feeling, and choosing. And this is reflected through our mindsets. I think that should be first discussed because you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And she talks about Viktor Frankl, and I don't know if anybody has done any research on him, but oh my goodness, A Purpose for Living. Was that his Purpose for Life? Do you remember the book by Viktor Frankl? He was in uh, a concentration camp. Oh, that's a man's search for meaning. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. So he, he wondered why these, um, some people were able to survive in these camps and others were dying and all that. And he, he traced it down to basically how the people that were thriving were, had a sense of purpose. Yeah. It's had a sense of purpose and, um, purpose is incredibly powerful. And she talks about that on page 107, but I'm just thinking, well, I really think we need to start with how powerful it is to have purpose and then go from there. Yes. That makes sense. Build on that. Yeah. And so basically when you're, when you're thinking about your brain uh, and recently, basically you, you called me one morning and you talked about neurographic art. Well, I didn't uh, even know what that was and you sent me a link and I watched it. So I was just like a sponge and I kind of think you just need to be like a sponge. God gave you the brain to don't think, well, I'm, I'm this, I'm this old. So I'm not going to learn anymore. I'm out of school. When I'm 18, I'm done. Or when I'm 24, I'm done. I mean, you're never done. First of all, we're not baking you. You're not a cookie. <laughs> so you're not done. You're not done. And so I love the neurographic art. Then I shared that with uh, some teacher friends and they used it and uh, so why don't you tell us about uh, and you used art. it in your class, right? Yeah, you, yeah, and so that was it. Was just something I stumbled upon. 
it was in someone mentioned it in a Facebook thread and I was like, I never heard of it. And I was like, what is that? And I, I searched it out and it is, it is this really cool thing. It's neurographic art, basically combining some science and art. And it's, it's, it's dealing with your brain, you know, neuros like your brain and, uh, all, all it is a way to help you deal with, in, with anxiety and stress in a really positive way. And, it's not scribbling. It's very structured kind of how you do it, but then it's kind of unstructured too. It's, you know, it's weird, but there's steps to follow and there's, it's, anyway, I, I can post the link in the show notes um, if you're interested in that, um, kind of uh, trying that out and seeing what, my favorite part is the curving. And so you kind of, you're, you're the rounding s- of the intersection where your lines yes. intersect. But I watched another video and uh, I can just tell my, uh, tell you my, ex- ex- I, I had this, you guys were going to come and visit at spring break, but you didn't get to. So I was, I was sad yeah, we had by a that. funeral we had to go to. Yeah. Yeah. I, so that was stress. That's not any stress that could have been avoided, but it's a mindset. And in uh, Caroline Leaf's book, you know, she talks about one of the mindsets is, healthy stress. So I'm thinking, how can I turn this around and make this not be gloomy? So I thought, okay, I'm going to do a neuro, neurographic art thing. So one thing you can do to make it really fun, and it was, I've done the other, but you put a penny down on a piece of paper, you start at the bottom, and you just kind of push that penny off the top edge. And then you pick it up, put it back down and push it again. And then the lines will be intersecting and uh, all that, and then you round your intersection lines. When you Google it, you'll see how they curve those lines. But on, on the back of it, I just put, I'm sad that they that the grandkids and Kate didn't get to come. So I decided since I was blue, I would make every little section a shade of blue. <laughs> so at the end, you know, I really felt better. You know, yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay. So, so she says, see challenges or stress as something that enhances you. So take that and do something good with that, uh, do something positive, you know. I and think I that's think a really good point it works. that you made. Yeah, you, you didn't, you validated yourself. Mm-hmm. You, didn't, you didn't say, oh, it's not that big of a deal, get over it. You didn't shame yourself, you, you know, like, what, don't be upset about it. And, and then you didn't go the opposite and just be so engrossed in that emotion and just feed it and feed it and feed it and, you know, ruin your whole week. So I feel like that's a really healthy response to acknowledge and validate and and recognize, yeah, this is how I'm feeling. And that's a that's perfectly normal, you know. And then I, I learned there's a lot of colors of blue. <laughs> I bought myself one of those 64 pack of crayons, which I always really love those. And I had a student and she got me a pack of those so that have my name on them, but they're at school. So Got, and I, I thought, wow, like periwinkle, cadet blue, and all these different colors of blue. And I'm like, really? If you see them side by side and I labeled them, you know, it was a real learning experience. So, you know. Speaking of and, crowns, I, did you remember when I was a kid, and I can't remember when, but the Crayola did something where the kids were, there's a contest, and if you won, you got to name it. And they had like yes. mac and cheese yellow. Robin egg blue. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That that was part of this, part of those. Well, in in case people don't know what a mindset is, it's an attitude. So if you go just, what is your attitude about forgiving and your attitude about thinking and stuff like that? So she starts out with the thinker mindset. So, um, and in there, it talks about how your brain needs downtime. 
and she she suggests limiting tech time to two hours a day, which is kind of hard if you work on a computer all day, you know. Uh, yes. But anytime you can get it just to get away from tech time would be, you know, thinking time, you know, like I, th- I think it was Tolstoy that said one hour of thinking time, just thinking time is worth two weeks of uh just going through the motions or something like that. You know, we don't do that much anymore. Yes. We, we don't just, people are kind of uncomfortable. And it was in the thinker chapter that she talked about uh, the fear of missing out. And I was going to let you explain that. The FOMO. The yes, fear of missing the FOMO. out. Yes. And I think she talked about how um, social media has made that even more of an issue because you see, everything that you're quote unquote missing out on, or you think you're missing out on. And, and then it just, yeah, it develops that, Oh no, I, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to miss out the, that FOMO, but I did. I, I don't know. If, I think that might be something that maybe more extroverts struggle with because mm-hmm. I don't really, but I do, I really limit my Facebook. I go on there and wish everybody happy birthday and then maybe, you know, share some things and then get off. And, and yeah, you taught me how to read my notifications. So I read those notifications and that's about it. But I do I, think I really, you know, do you agree? Do you think that's more of a, an extrovert thing, which I think extroverts make up the majority of our population, but yeah, fear of missing out might be something that I haven't had to struggle with. So, but other people might, but onto the, I did want to make a point on the thinker. You're talking about that. And my seven-year-old, I'm wanting him to get this too um, because, you know, they, they think technology is so cool and all that. And um, so, which is, that's fine. I think it has its place um, in small doses, but like he, he was something is he was in the shower and he was telling me like the sound of the, the shower on this soap bottle, it sounded like a laser and all this. And, and I was telling him, I was like, you know, that's really cool. That's very creative and how you, how you think and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know, you wouldn't have been able to have that thought if you were like on a device or watching TV or something. Oh like, yeah. Good. I, Good I, I was trying to point out that the way, the reason he had that is because he had downtime. He was, you know, cause you're mm-hmm. in the shower. You're not, you're, you're just thinking that's a great think spot really. Mm-hmm. And, or oh, we, do you remember there's negative something coming down in showers and waterfalls? So you have a lot of thoughts in the those ions. Yeah. Yeah. So, so very good that you brought that out to him though. Yeah. I mean, uh, and then the other mindset, she has controlled thinking because I think it's you that said you're not, you're, you're not responsible for your first thought, but mm-hmm. what she's telling you is that you control your thinking because what you think about, tries to feed it feeds on itself you know wasn't it that in the did you read that book about the power of habit Uh, I think I listened to it yeah well Mm -hmm. he talks about that the power of habit they even have people that have like um, dementia and stuff can do things because they've done them before so that's kind of like you control your habit you're thinking you're saying I'm not going to think a negative thought I'm going to change that see I think maybe that should be first because we were talking about things going first Maybe, but <laughs> see, because that's, that is key because what she's essentially saying is you are responsible. And I think a lot of times we don't think we're responsible. It's like, oh, I had all these thoughts, you know, your thoughts are going crazy. It's just like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, I don't even know where to start. You're responsible. You are responsible for your thoughts. You're responsible for your happiness. 
Like, but I think it starts with responsibility. You yeah. know, if That's it, because you are, you are the one that can change it. So you're in control and of your, of your thinking, not other people's thinking. Exactly. And the next one goes with, they, they really all go together kind of because the next one's words. And um, you are definitely always saying that words are powerful. And she says, negative statements release negative chemicals. And then she talks about positive, like positive affirmations. They only work if you have cognitive congruence. You've got to believe what you're saying. You can't just go, yes, I can do this. I can do this. You know what I'm saying? You have to believe. And I think that's important that you mention that because, you know, it's trendy right now, the positive affirmations. So, and I'm, and I am all for positive affirmations, but I think you just, you hit the nail on the head there that, or Dr. Leaf did, that you need to believe what you're saying. So if you don't believe, like if you're saying, I like, I'm this brilliant, and you don't believe that, that's, it's going to do the opposite of what you want it to do. So, yeah, you have to be genuine. Be mm-hmm. genuine. Think how much work it has. You have to go through to be in genuine or whatever. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of work, a lot mm-hmm. of negative energy you're putting out there. Just be yourself. Yes. Just and that goes. So that don't. So don't with, fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I thought of Doctor Shivago. How Yuri was torn between Tanya and Laura, and actually, because he was young when he died. You know, forties, mm-hmm. not old. No. I mean, I think he lived a little bit longer, but he was pretty much spent at the age of 40. So because he was incongruent, mm-hmm. you know, so and then it goes on to controlled emotions uh, that I loved this. Emotions don't happen to you. They are made by you. Mm, yes. Is, is that powerful? So powerful. And then it, then she also which goes that, back to the responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she also fault. says, which she's kind of funny in her own way, because she said, and don't think you can guess someone else's emotions, because about 50% of the time you're going to be wrong. That's true. So just control you. Just work in you. Work mm-hmm. on you. Because that's a full-time job. It is. Yes. I, I saw this little, uh, I, I don't know if I saw it or heard it from a preacher, but this lady said, well, I'm not coming to church anymore, because I look back there and everybody's on their cell phone. So I'm just not coming to church anymore. And he said, could you take this full glass of water and go around the church? Do you think you'd be able to do that? Walk around the outside of the church and come back without spilling any of it. And so she did. And she came back and she said, well, now I'm, uh, what was that for? And he said, well, did you notice anybody doing anything they shouldn't and all that? And she said, no, I was too busy trying to keep the water in the glass. He said, well, that's what you're supposed to do. You Mm. take care of you and don't worry about anybody else. And I thought, that's good. Yeah. And the next one's really powerful. It's about forgiving. So uh, the mindset of forgiving releases toxic thoughts. It actually changes your brain. Isn't that powerful? Super powerful. The power of forgiveness. Yeah. Because you're only hurting yourself when you're not forgiving. You think you're hurting others. Yeah. I had that with my mom. I'm waiting for her my whole life to say she was sorry because I, I, I had a tumultuous childhood. Yes, she did. And I, then I finally realized she's not ever going to say she's sorry. So mm-hmm. I just need to accept that. Mm-hmm. And that was a load lightened. I mean, it, it really was. So right after forgiving, she goes to happiness. And it, she says uh, we are hardwired to love people and to serve. Because that's just how we are. And that is your, you know, and you have to realize that's true. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I thought that was powerful because I kind of thought the opposite. You know, I thought like, oh, like human nature is just to kind of see the negative. So that's something that we've been trained to do. So she uses the word retrain because she said we've we've been. Yeah, we're getting back to how we're supposed to be. So the first training was not didn't take very good, apparently, you know. Well, it's a lot easier to say, well, you know, uh, of course, we're, you know, I'm I'm born to sin, so I'm going to. Instead mm-hmm. of saying, I'm born to help people and to serve. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you really are just serving someone, knowing you're not going to get anything in return, and you're just truly serving someone, there's a lot of joy in that. Yes. Oh, for sure. And so, but one thing she says that I really like, because you can, you could liken this to someone having a baby or someone getting married or anything, because she says, enjoy the start, middle, and end. So enjoy the beginning of your pregnancy, enjoy the middle, enjoy the end. And same thing with your, uh, I'm reading a book by C.S. Lewis uh, about grief, a grief observed. And he wrote this after his wife died. And he's saying, really, it came to him that that's part of being married is knowing that the end, none of us are going to live forever. So right like the honeymoon and the other empty nest, and then you're going to have the other. Unless you die at the same time, which is rare, but you know. And that, that goes with the Joyous Leadership book we recapped earlier with uh, John Watson. It, that finding joy in all these different circumstances. Finding joy in the tension. You know, finding yeah, joy. There's, you can find joy in any situation. Really. Which comes to the next one. He talks about gratitude. And I have that stuck in there. Uh, it, because to me that w- that goes over everything and she talks about um, and, and I tied it to time because you need to t- time was another one of our mindsets but uh, three three things you're grateful for if you just take time to be grateful every day because it would make a big so difference powerful yes and, and I think build those new um, what, what does she call those dendrites, dendrites? Yeah, yeah I like saying that dendrites don't you do that with your boys Yes, they have gratitude journals. Um, we haven't done it. We've been on spring break. So, but we've, we've been completely off our routine. Uh, we were traveling for a funeral. But yes, we do. Typically during the normal week, we have gratitude journals. And every night, um, they, before we do our reading, they'll, there's, it's a little kid's gratitude journal. And me and my husband do it as well, just because it, we know that it's good. And so then we all share what we're grateful for for that day or something and it's kind of cool because it's like it helps me it's it's kind of a way to journal life events in a very short in way too you know like oh I'm like my younger son uh, went up a level in his MMA so he got a belt so I'm grateful it's a yeah also it's a mini diary uh, that's a little insight it's an building new dendrites it's a it's an insight into their love language too because what they're grateful to shows you what they love. That's true. That's a good point. One thing with kids, too, sometimes they fall into a rut of saying the same thing. So sometimes you do have to get, like, um, dig a little deeper, getting into, like, how, like the feeling of gratitude. The present. The present. So, yeah. So sometimes you have yeah. to word it, like, what happened today that you are grateful for? So. hmm I do that with my class at school, Thankful Thursday. We just do it once a week. But, uh, yeah, and you can't say the same thing over and over. 
It says on her time mindset, it takes 63 days to form a new habit. So um, that was contrary to years ago, like 28 days, said 31. I don't know if we're getting slower or what, but, you know, (laughs) things change. And I think uh, there's little hills and valleys. I think it gets maybe gets easier and then it gets harder. It's kind of like fasting. You know, it, it might be really hard at first and it gets a little easier, then it gets harder again, you know. Yes. But even, but she even mentioned that even though it is 63 days to, for a new habit, you're, you can see positive results within three weeks. Like yeah. she was saying they're like with memory and, and change and whatever social, emotional. So you can see, it's not like you're not going to see benefit along the way. Like you'll see improvement. Before yeah, because you... the, the easier, it, it gets easier because you're doing it. You're making a pathway in your brain, a neural pathway. So, you know, it's not like it, you're like um, grading the road instead of making a road. You know what I'm yes. saying? You're yes. different. I love the next one. It's possible. The mindset of possible. And you're supposed to see possibilities and difficulties. Don't you love that? Yes. Uh, and this yes. failure isn't bad if you think of it as re- you know, like, let's say I bake some bread and this actually happened. I made some sourdough <laughs> bread and I, I cooked it too long because I cooked it on a stone. So I could say, okay, well, I burned the bread. Well, it's not really burnt, but it's really brown and say, well, my result is if you're going to use the stone, you don't need to cook it as long. So then I think of, oh, no, that's not really a failure. That's a learning experience. So yeah. now I you got just knowledge. Op- yeah. That's a great way to look at it. And in school, we call that the power of yet. So when someone says, oh, I can't write in cursive, I, I always say yet. Mm, like and you can that. do that with the boys. Like, well, I'm not a black belt yet. Yet. Yes. The, the power, power of, of yet. yet. Yeah. And that was from it's, a book. I can't remember what book that was from. But And, and the next one, which you can bring in um, a lot with this one, is willpower. Just allows us to persevere when we don't feel like it, a lot of times you're not going to feel like it. And if, if you give a, a, yourself some tools to help you and like for kids, Dr. Amon has the ants, which uh, can help them. And I think you do the ants with your boys. Yes. So there, he has a whole, he's done a lot of research. If you have not heard of Dr. Uh, Daniel Amon, um, I think he has a website and but he's done a lot of brain research. He's he's one of the top ones on brain research too. But I love he came out with a kids book which was awesome and it's Captain Snout and the Superpower Questions and it's how to calm anxiety and but he talks about the ants which are uh, they stand for automatic negative thoughts. And this has been so powerful for our family and for me and the kids but like having this vocabulary we know what an ant is and he goes through and there's different and it's it's really cute you know how they're they're different types of ants the blaming ant and um there's different ones and uh the fortune or yeah fortune teller ant who mm-hmm. you know the one that thinks thinks you can predict what's going to happen and things like that and uh but the the important thing i think is that he talks about how ant thoughts make you feel bad and and what, how do you get rid of them and stuff like that? And so, so when one of my boys is having an ant thought, we can say, you're, that's an ant thought. And then, you know, you're not, you're not criticizing them because we all have mm-hmm. them, but it's, but you're recognizing something and then they have the tool to deal with it. And I, and I try to point out to my boys too, like, how do you feel? 
How does the ant thought make you feel? And of course it makes him feel bad. So then that's motivation. Well, let's get rid of it. You know, what do you do to get rid mm-hmm. of it? And you ask your superpower question that, is this true? Is this a hundred percent? So, and, and, and we even have ant words that you're like always never, you know, most of the time those aren't true because most of the time it's never always something yes. happens or never something happens. So those are ant words to look out for. And I had to clean up my vocabulary because I was like, after reading that book, I was like, oops. You I can't say lot. you you never clean your room because yeah. there was that one time when they yeah. did clean. <laughs> exactly. So you can't say that. <laughs> I have I'm to, surprised I'm, that kids too. will choose that on a multiple choice question. Like, never this, always that. I said, that's rare, guys, really. But I think that's, it, it gives you a common language to talk to them. And when I do that in third and fourth grade, I just talk about it at the beginning of the year. But the kids use that all the mm. time. They'll say, well, that's an ant thought. So it gives them, a, it's all kid friendly. Yeah. And, and, and adult friendly. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's yeah. good for us to not to, because um, it is easy to go down. You know, like if you're up on a table, it would be hard for me to pull you up on the table with me, but it would be really easy for you to jerk me down. For sure. So, mm-hmm. and that's those ant thoughts. So if you can, and that's where you need a really good friend to tell you, uh, oh, that's an ant thought. And that gives mm-hmm. you a common language. So, and you don't need to even go, you know, kids love stomping on ants and then let's stomp that out and then go on and teach social studies or whatever, yeah. you know. And the last one I think is support. Oh no, I have two. Support, which you need, which goes with the friends. Support, supportive relationships also help us persevere. So you all, we all have that friend who will tell you mm-hmm. exactly what you need to hear. And just be thankful for that friend and be that friend. Be that supportive friend. And the last one is expectancy. You get what you expect. I love it. Don't you? Oh, that's so powerful. Yes. So, you know, when you open a book, you say, well, I expect to learn something. I expect even a, even a, a hard book like Tolstoy, you know, it's like, ah, I expect I'm going to learn a lot. Uh, you just expect things and it, you'll be surprised all the time. I mean, it's like, oh, cool. And I think that ties along with placebos. And that's the same thing. The, the power of the placebo is your expectation. So when it works, that's because you're expecting it to work. And then if it, you know, if you're expecting it to hurt you, then you're physically harmed by this sugar pill that really shouldn't hurt you, but but it's all based on your expectation. So very powerful. So make sure your expectations are where you want them to go. Yeah. (laughs) What you want to happen. That's right. Yes. She goes on to say that we have six between 16 to 18,000 thoughts moving through our head every day. Wow. So, I mean, isn't that profound? I mean, whoa. Did you hit on the community mindset? Well, um, would that be support? Uh, Did probably. I miss one? I might probably. have missed one. I just, I think, it, I mean, I guess it is with support. I mean, because it's community. It's, it's, so it's the, it's the same thing. But just about, you know, it, isolation is very negative. How that really affects our well-being. Like we really are made and designed for community. So, well, I think that that would go if you look up the suicide rate during the pandemic, you'll see that it was horrific mm-hmm. how it increased just because of that. So, yeah. And I, I'm and people are surprised by that. But I, 
you know, teenagers need to be with peers, but so does everyone else, you know. That goes back to that same quote I used from Mother Teresa, you know, uh, in the other podcast. But it, it's so true because there's some things that she said, um, I can do I can do things you cannot. You can do things I cannot. Together, we can do great things. I, and that's so good. That's so good. I love that. And just, you know, of, oh, go ahead. Well, I was I was thinking of her um, her life. She had taught at a wealthy school, and you know, she gave up all that to go help the poverty stricken. And so I'm thinking, wow. So she she lived that out. Mother Teresa. Yeah. Yes. She went to uh, Calcutta, right? Yeah. Yeah. But but she started where there was uh, a. She was in a real wealthy school, but she didn't feel purpose. Mm. She didn't feel a sense of purpose. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, whoa. Oh, I know why I left community out. Because that was my one where I said I was going to start a book club, and I haven't done that yet. So I just conveniently oh. left that one out. <laughs> I talked about it, but I never did uh, start a book club, in-person book club. But yeah, well, conveniently lost yet. it. Yes. Yes. I'm expect. I'll expect to do it. And she gives. I like. She gives good things because I think sometimes when you get older, I've talked about this with my husband. It is more difficult to connect. You know, when you're a kid and you have school and you're it's and then college and but really when you get older and you're married and you have kids, like you really have to make an intentional effort to connect. It's it's a lot more difficult. And she gives ideas like start a community garden, build a bench, have a dinner party, volunteer. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's different things you can do to you know, be a part of a church, do things to get out in, uh, in the community. So I thought, I think, I think that's really important, but, and, but yeah, book club, that'd be, there you go. But I think it was J.R.R. Tolkien that said, do not spoil the wonder with haste. And so, you know, even just calling a friend and saying, you know, it doesn't have to be something huge, but just slow down for a minute and connect with another human. And I hate to say this, but there's the old fashioned way of writing a, a letter to someone. Mm, and I think yeah. that would be good. Oh, it would be super good. good. I've thought about it, but I haven't done that. I mean, I, have you, who doesn't like getting a letter or something? You know, I mean, something like, besides a bill. Yeah. Besides everybody, a bill. Yeah. Everybody loves so, it. So I think, good uh, point. I think that's a wrap on all the mindsets. And I hope that everyone will. I, you know, you could pick one out and work on that one and then build like you're building a Lego uh, village, <laughs> you know, go little brick by brick. I think about not overwhelming, like, especially when you're doing a, when you're trying to develop a new habit, you need to pick one and do that and then do that, her mind stuff for 63 days. Pick one thing and work on building that. So I think that's a good point just to not get overwhelmed because there's a lot, you know. So, oh yeah, totally. And to, to know that you're building, you know, when you, every time you open a book, you're building some dendrites and try to make connections. And cause, uh, I mean, I just read a book about a girl that had Tourette's and in that book, it was totally different than my thought about what it was like to have Tourette's cause she was the author did have Tourette's. So, mm-hmm. and she, and you talk about congruence, she accidentally slammed one finger one finger gets slammed in the car door. When her mom went to go get ice, she slammed the other finger on the other side because she needed to be congruent. And I'm saying, oh. see, that 
I, I'm like amazed. Yeah. Um, it's, there's so much that we can connect to. And I was thinking, I had just read that cognitive congruence in this book. I said, that's not what Caroline Leaf meant at all. But no, you know. but I mean, that's a good point too. Just how uh, literature helps you, helps us develop empathy. Yeah. Well, she said it's not shouting out cuss words like Hollywood says. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, that's true. Well, in mm-hmm. Hollywood, when someone has a baby, they also go right back to their normal size. <laughs> that's not true. And we all know that's not true. But I was so stupid, actually uh, uh, ignorant when I had my first, I brought nothing back to where I just thought I could wear my old clothes. So I brought those. Yeah, mm. but I wore the pregnancy clothes because <laughs> I'm like, really? There's another baby still in there. I yeah. feel like, <laughs> wait a minute so, here, wait a minute. Yeah. So, thank it, you, isn't Hollywood. Is this a 42 pound baby? <laughs> yeah. But I was yeah. shocked, and, and nobody said anything. I think they were probably secretly smiling and saying, "Bless her heart, bless her heart," and they just didn't want to pop my bubble. So, no. But I'm like, woo. So anyway, <laughs> I think well, we can now think, learn succeed and yes. that's a wrap right that's a wrap and we thoroughly enjoyed think succeed. i think this is one we'll probably read over and over again and it's so but we recommend it if you don't have it and we'll see you on the next one